0: Welcome to the Connected Insurance Podcast, presented by Agency Revolution. Listen to interviews with the most influential people in the insurance industry. Learn the most important strategies, tactics, trends, and challenges facing today's independent insurance agents and brokers. New episodes every Wednesday. Visit agencyrevolution.com and click Media to explore the Connected Insurance family of resources for insurance agents and brokers. Subscribe today and get updates delivered right to your inbox. And now, without further delay, the Connected Insurance Podcast. Hello, everybody. Michael Jans, co-founder of Agency Revolution. Today, simply delighted to be your podcast host for this episode of the Connected Insurance Podcast presented by Agency Revolution, creators of the most powerful marketing and communication software built specifically to meet the needs of insurance agencies and brokerages. If you believe that the relationship you have with your clients is the heart of your business, and I suspect you do, then you need to see how Agency Revolution can make those relationships more meaningful, deeper, longer, stronger. If you haven't done it lately, do yourself a favor. Visit agencyrevolution.com and request a free demo. Boom. That being said, uh, I am delighted to welcome you to this episode of the Connected Insurance Podcast. I'm bringing back a guest that delivered a great conversation. Oh, gosh and golly, it's a good year ago. But how much has changed? So this is kind of what's interesting, is that when Brad and I last spoke, there were certain critical security issues uh, for your agency that we discussed because of the pandemic. Well, here we are. Um, Oh, 12, 13, 14 months since that conversation, or at least since the beginning of the pandemic. And boom, new security issues that you you really need to deal with. So uh, that said, I know that you probably recognize that most of the conversations that I hold about you... (laughs) Uh, have to do with um, the trends and forces that are shaping and reshaping the industry and about what you need to do now to prepare uh, so we kind of float between the strategic and the tactical and practical uh, in this case we're focusing i guess a lot less on organic growth and more on uh, preventing the thing that can uh, that can bring your organic growth to a sudden screeching halt. And there are some things. And so hopefully, please take this conversation really seriously. I know we'd all like to say, gosh, I don't want to think about um, what can go wrong with the security in my network, for example. But, hey, we're in the business of of um, examining what could go wrong and selling people solutions. Well, in this case, we got some free solutions for you. Uh, Brad Rubin is the president of Archway Computers, one of the um, one of the lead, is clearly one of the leading IT experts in the industry, and his company is one of the uh, leading um, IT support vendors in the industry, serving independent insurance agents. And in this episode, uh, we talk about um, r- ransomware. Uh, so obviously that's been in the news lately with the pipeline shut down, but can you imagine your agency being shut down until you pay somebody ransom? So there are a lot of things that can happen. Uh, phishing um, is, uh, has skyrocketed. It's up 600% during the pandemic. People who are uh, probably looking actively for your um, remote workers, work from home workers, And looking for ways to um, uh, penetrate your system and do damage. So lots of things that you want to be careful about. The good news is we also end up with Brad's discussion about cool tools. (laughs) And so you're going to enjoy that as well. And hopefully some of that will fascinate you and perhaps put a smile on your face. Before I go... Um, once again, uh I want to welcome you that if we have earned a five star review, then tell the world about it, and if we haven't, tell me about it and <laughs> tell me what I can do to do better for you. I do want this to be uh the most important hour of your week uh delivering to you a conversation that you probably wouldn't have on your own with the individual that I'm bringing to you, and so if there's been value, let us know. And if there's anything we can do better, let me know. And also before I go, uh, next time you're on LinkedIn or on your computer, remember me and connect with me. If you haven't done it already, I know lots and lots and lots of you have. And if you're not following agency revolution, you should do that as well. And, uh, also just keep your eye on your email from me. Uh, we got lots of, uh, Really uh, rich, juicy uh, content that we're going to be releasing shortly. And now, without further ado, it's a great privilege to invite you to participate or listen to this conversation with my good friend from the industry, Brad Rubin. Brad Rubin, welcome back to the podcast. How are you?
1: I'm great. How are you doing, Michael?
0: Uh, well, I'm doing really good. And I'm looking forward to this conversation because I think there's some things that we have to talk about that are timely. Um, So, yes, of course, everything we ever do on this podcast is timely. But you've got some things that are perhaps emergent emergencies and uh, they have to do with security and things that really matter and things that could do damage to an agency. And so uh, I wanted to have this conversation before too much time went by. So, boom. (laughs) So, So I'm fine and I'm excited. Uh, but for those of you, for those of our listeners who may not know Brad as well as I do, uh, Brad, tell us who you are and what you do. Oh, my name's
1: Brad Rubin. I own a company called the Archway computer. We do it support exclusively, exclusively for independent insurance agencies. Um, and, uh, we handle their security, their compliance. We provide a 24 by seven help desk.
0: Right on. Okay. So it was, uh, as I recall, like not much more than a week ago that you and I were having a conversation, and you had mentioned that there were some things happening that you felt agents should be aware of, and you probably suspected most of them weren't, and uh, and they do have to do with security. So let's dive into that first, and then I know you've also got some other uh, things that you want to share about cool tools. So we'll, we'll probably do our little uh, section on Brad's cool tools, but before we... <laughs> Before we do Brad's cool tools <clears throat> let's uh let's take care of protecting agencies. what's going on?
1: Well, the big mm. news was uh, this exchange server hack so basically Microsoft discovered that exchange servers and these are uh, servers that are running Microsoft exchange software um. Had a vulnerability with them that was being actively exploited, and so they released a critical patch uh, for it. and it, And it these are patches are called zero day patches, meaning they tell people this is actively being exploited. But when they tell people it's actively being exploited. They tell the hackers that too. So the hackers know that they have a back door into your exchange server. Mm-hmm. So so what does that mean? That means hopefully you're not running an exchange server. But if you're a large organization or if your IT provider hasn't moved you to Office 365 to host your email or to Gmail or some other a uh, cloud-based uh, hosted option, your Exchange server was probably hacked and you probably need to get, invoke your cyber insurance um, and, and have them go into your server and see if any of your data was compromised.
0: All right, let's break this down. So, um, <clears throat> So this so an agency can be hosted on a cloud or with an Exchange server. It's it's local local resident.
1: Yeah. So so but some some uh, agencies use their IT provider to host their email. Okay. An IT provider might have an Exchange server. They probably do. Okay. And that Exchange server was probably exploited.
0: Okay um and so i, I want to uh just jump back to something you said a moment ago um that they shouldn't be using an exchange server they should be in the cloud exactly okay got it all right so then now that that's established there are some agencies that are using an exchange server there's a problem and you're saying they should invoke their cyber insurance which of course they all have
1: i hope they do okay and and uh they they need to talk to their it vendor uh-huh find out when the patch was installed because the problem with these critical patches is some of them when <laughs> we install these critical patches shut down your server because they they've not been tested properly by Microsoft so oh. many many IT providers wait until the FBI becomes involved and with this exchange server hack that they believe 300,000 exchange servers, which is, you know, maybe 50 million mailboxes were, were exploited, uh, through this. All right. And um, so,
0: uh, so pre- presumably have you, have you heard anecdotal evidence? Have you heard stories about at least, uh, in other industries, for example, where serious damage was done because of this hack?
1: Yes. Serious damage. Serious damage. Um, and and the thing is, is that they can lay ransomware. They can ransomware your stuff. Okay. And they've yeah. also recognized that through this breach that they can. It, okay. So hacker ransomware is all your stuff. You've got a great backup. You recover. <laughs> uh, screw you, hacker. I've got this. Uh But what they decided is what they did to a certain insurance carrier that will remain uh, nameless is they not only encrypted their data, but they extracted their data. And then they extorted the company to say, hey, look, pay us $5 million. And that's what supposedly the ransom was. And we will not release this information on the dark
0: web. Oh, okay. So even if they even if they had the backup, that wouldn't prevent the hacker from um, committing a serious violation of customer privacy.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Right. And what is your guarantee, even if you pay the hacker? <laughs> That they're not going to release it in the future, right? or they're not going to say, hey, I want $10 million
0: now. Okay, so let me ask you a question. You said that that happened to a carrier, presumably, or hopefully not a major national, but... As you, no, a major national. A major here. national. All People right. so Google this. Uh, okay. We, we, so listeners can Google this and, and keep right out of trouble. Um, and and so, um, so when an agent um, engages in a contractor relationship with a carrier, is there something that is carrier, is there security? Is there tech security an issue that they should be concerned about?
1: Yes. I mean... <laughs> What, look, we tell our com- customers, absolutely nobody, nobody is 100% secure. The highest reaches of government have been hacked. Right, yes. And right. And so I also tell my customers, if you're being chased by a bear, you don't need to be faster than the bear. Yeah. You need to be faster than your <laughs> friend that's being chased by the mm-hmm.
0: bear. Mm-hmm.
1: So all that we do as IT professionals is make it, ex- it uh, exceedingly more difficult for them to hack.
0: All right. So, yeah. so, so I want to get back to that question. <laughs> all right. So, but I want to get back to that question. Uh, so admittedly, nobody's 100% secure. But uh, if, it, should, should an agency be performing some kind of critical review of their carrier's security?
1: I think they should. I think that they should, um, you know, especially as you deal with smaller uh, carriers, yeah, right? they also need to be talking to their IT provider about their security. And because some of the hackers get through the IT's security um, uh, through the IT provider who has access, we call these upstream hacks.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So
1: There, by the grace of God, I wasn't using. My company doesn't use solar winds, and you may have heard. Yeah, of the talk uh, talk to us
0: about solar winds. Yeah, I think that's so
1: solar winds is a um, a technology product that IT providers use and in-house IT uh, departments use to manage <laughs> their endpoints to manage their their uh, PCs. Um, And what happened was the SolarWinds, which is the software that's used, the hackers got into their update service. So if you were doing what you were supposed to as an IT administrator or an IT provider and updating your software to make it all secure, etc. Yeah. What you were doing was you were giving a back door to the hackers <laughs> who had broken in there. Okay, and no, and no. one of the one of the crazy things that they say is that the um, the distribution server that distributed all this software, the password for it was Solar wins one two three. Okay. But they never dreamed that the hackers were going to be able to get in Mm -hmm. there and do that sort of thing.
0: Uh, So uh, has this affected agencies? Did the SolarWinds scandal... I
1: know of agencies, large agencies, that were using SolarWinds to manage their distributed networks, right? Got it. And so they've had to incorporate the patches and they've also had to make sure that um, this exploit was not quote unquote backdoored that it wasn't executed on what they found with the solar winds hack was that the backdoor existed but Nobody had opened it. Nobody had gone through the back door in a lot of the systems because Uh the hackers were kind of starting at the top levels of government and, and places where that they, because we feel like these were foreign actors that were doing this, they were stealing government secrets. Got it. All right.
0: Um, Okay. So, well, I, I, I'm, I'm somewhat like stuck on that, one notion that you suggested. So yeah, I, I can just imagine an agency saying, oh, yeah, finally, I, I, I got a contract with this carrier I'm being offered a contract with this carrier and they really meet my needs for this segment of my marketplace. But I'm not going to engage in the contract because I don't like their security. You, you think it can be that serious. All right. I, I'll, let, I'll, I'll let that stand on its own two feet. Um, and so I know you take security very seriously, and I know that you. I know that you've seen things that can be just ugly um, when things go sour. Um, it, but uh, people people might be surprised by what you're going to say about antivirus software. So uh, uh, sh- share 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 your thoughts and your recommendations on that.
1: Right. So uh, we recently took on about um, a 1,000 computers uh, from a, a group of agencies that were forced to use a commercial antivirus product. I won't name the name of that commercial antivirus product, but everybody would recognize the name yeah. of it. OK. And so we um, didn't like that product. And there were only two other products that they allowed us to use to access the, the carrier's <laughs> site. Um, mm-hmm. And one was um, another uh, name brand product that we didn't like. And the, the third was Windows Defender. And Windows okay. Defender is an antivirus product that's included in Microsoft Windows 10. And what we discovered, because we replaced about a thousand desktops antivirus, uh, with Windows Defender. And if you're on Windows 10, release 1903 or better, which means you upgraded to Windows 10 after September of 2018. Great majority of people uh, yeah. uh, hit this mole. Microsoft bought a new antivirus company back then, I'm convinced. And their their product, <laughs> which like every Microsoft product, starts really bad that it's just awful, then it's mediocre, and then all of a sudden, it's great. Um, Windows Defender is that way. And so again, going back to those thousand seats, we found one unexploded ransomware that the commercial antivirus didn't find, and we probably found about a dozen viruses that the commercial antivirus product didn't find. So if you go to Real independent sites about testing the various antivirus products out there. Right. Windows Defender now is kicking their butts. And okay. it makes sense. Who knows better how to defend Microsoft Windows software than Microsoft? And they've got a problem if they can't defend it. Fair enough. So, okay. uh, yeah.
0: Good. All right. Um, any other, uh, issues in the realm of security and privacy that you think, uh, people need to pay attention to right now?
1: Yeah. The big thing right now is phishing. Okay. There has been a 600% increase in phishing attacks over, um, over the, uh, pandemic since the pandemic began.
0: Is there a connection there?
1: Yes. I mean, the hackers are recognizing that people are working from home; that they may be a little more susceptible to that uh, that email from "quote okay. unquote" Microsoft that they're getting
0: traction, right? So, so they must right. be getting some ROI on their efforts, and so they're they're not right. doubling down; they're six down. Um, so, uh, t- talk to us about phishing. Uh, first of all, define what it is. And then share with us what you think agents sure. should do about it.
1: So so phishing are these fake emails that are made to look real, that are made to look like they come from reputable companies. And the objective of the phishing is for you to enter in your credentials, your username, your password. Password, so- right.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, like, so here, here's, well, like we have an encrypted message, you know, for, for you from such and such a source, go here to get it, right? Right. And so you think it's super secure, and what you're doing is uh, you're playing right into their hands along those lines. Right. Okay.
1: Right, right. So, <laughs> so I think there are three things that you need to um, consider to defend your agency from phishing attacks.
0: Number one. Uh,
1: Number one is anti-phishing software. So software, so that when your email email is coming in your office, it gets filtered for phishing emails before it goes through. Just okay. like it gets fish, uh, um, it, it gets filtered for spam. And I will mention a company here: Go for App it. River. App River has a great product. We give it. We include it with all of our clients called Secure Tide, where we tell the internet your email is hosted by App River, even if it's not. And so it passes through the App River servers mm-hmm. before it gets to even Office 365 or before it gets to your desktop. Got it. Okay. So it gets filtered. So that's one. Okay. Uh, number number two. two is what I would call DNS filtering, and what that means is you click on the link that's taking you to the fake Bank of America site, and what DNS filter does is it stops you from getting there. And it, if you use us, we'll put a funny graphic of Dikembe Matumbo going, "No, no, 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 no," uh, and
0: <laughs> Dikembe,
1: yeah. So okay. what? what this service does is it, it is looking for the sites that the hackers are using. Okay. But it also does some cool content filtering. I don't want my people going to social media sites to Yahoo mail and forwarding all their mail to Yahoo mail, et cetera. So that's number two. Um, number three, training you okay. got to train your people how to recognize a phishing email. So for us it means not only training but testing. So what we do and there are lots of great services no before was started by a a hacker. And what they do is they send fake phishing emails to see if your staff bites. Got it? And if they do, and they end up with the uh, giving up their credentials it's going back to the basketball analogy no harm no foul right they're okay and um but they'll um they'll get some training videos mm-hmm. that will tell them how to not trust uh emails I, if i were to add a fourth thing it is don't put on your um on your Facebook that you're in Costa Rica right now oh. <laughs> um, because we call that spear phishing, where a hacker looks and sees and sends emails like they're you to your staff with pertinent information, timely information about
0: where you're at.
1: I'm in Costa Rica now, right now. I'm in jail. I need $10,000 sent over here.
0: And because we, 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 we yeah, we know the bosses in Costa Rica. It's you know, it adds a an element of serious crap. Yeah, that's right? why okay. we call it
1: spear fishing. Fishing spear. is more more just oh, going yeah. after everybody. Yeah, right. Is, hey, I'm I'm going after this spear going fishing Going after Michael Jans.
0: <laughs> All right. Hey. I'm in the casita. All right. So, um, hey, so what, one of the things that I always enjoy talking to you about, Brad, are um, cool tools, right? So, uh, you know, applications or little applets that uh, get your juices going. So what do you see in these days that excite you?
1: Well, my favorite new product is this product. And for your people that are watching on video, it's called a Remarkable. hmm it's a simple device. It's really, I mean, how thin would you say that is?
0: Yeah, well, it's hard to tell in that picture, but, you know, like a third of an inch or something yeah, like that, right? Yeah, I think it's even... Maybe it, it less, less, maybe a quarter of an inch. So, yeah, so so let me describe it. It looks like a piece of paper that's, yeah. you know, like, or like a whiteboard. It looks like a little bitty whiteboard.
1: And so it it's a writing instrument. Mm-hmm. So uh, instead of using yellow pads, I use this now. And then... It will optical character recognize, so it'll turn my handwriting into text, even though my handwriting is pretty bad, but it'll (laughs) also allow me to email it to my assistant so that she can put the notes in our CRM system. It automatically saves to the cloud as well. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's a, it's the example of less is more. There's no distractions with it, so using an iPad, you've got your stuff flashing, whatever's <laughs> going on with the iPad. It's less is more. As it's- long
0: as I'm here on my iPad, <laughs> okay, yeah, All
1: right. Facebook messages, etc. Um, the second thing I'd say is, you know, we're we're using Zoom a lot, so get good camera equi- or uh, lighting equipment. For your Zoom uh, 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 conferences. I I don't know the product that I'm using right now, but it was less than $60. And there are lights so that there's not all sorts of shadows when you're speaking to somebody. Mm -hmm. But this is the new sales normal. Um, So up your Zoom game. Up the Zoom
0: game. So uh, the product you got, first of all, relatively cheap. Uh, Yeah,
1: you, you can go on to amazon it's 50 bucks or so you know lighting and i've got a nice um uh mic here uh so i sound clear etc and that's a product uh, that's one product i want to talk about called crisp.ai and basically i i used to live in a condominium where there was construction going on above me and crisp.ai actually is a microphone a software microphone (laughs) that uh, takes out all the background noise
0: it's a subscription
1: fee it's about five dollars a month but it's a great product we have people who work for us all over the world we gave this software product to all of them some of them have roosters (laughs) and it doesn't inspire confidence sometimes when you're on the phone with your tech and you hear a a rooster Uh, yeah
0: Um, Um, and so it, uh, is there a hardware and software component to it? It's, it's just software. Yeah. And so you install that on your computer.
1: Yes. You install it on your computer and you
0: run your input through it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You just, it, it comes up as a microphone.
0: Okay so got you just it. It's yeah, a very the
1: interesting. AI microphone and so it back it, it, it takes out all the background noise. It listens to your voice, it becomes better over time and it only lets those I mean my voice is being turned into digits, right? It right. only takes the stuff that's my voice and sends
0: it through. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now, do you recommend it um when there's a noisy background or does it also enhance sound in other situations. I,
1: I think it enhances sound in other situations, but with so many people working from home and with kids yeah. who don't respect boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. And it, it, it's it's great. Um so that's crisp.ai. Then there's another product called fireflies.ai which basically you have a Zoom call and it automatically invites itself to the zoom call and then what it does if you admit it is it takes transcribes your whole zoom call
0: oh it shows so, up like a guest
1: yeah okay <laughs> yeah, right. so so sometimes you don't you know you're you're talking uh to yeah, somebody right. you don't want <laughs> notes about <laughs> you know you've got you've got that um Another product we really love is Blue Butler, which is a middleware, I would call it, between your phone system and your agency management system. Okay. And it integrates your uh, phone system, call recordings, uh, scripting, and integrates it with many agency management systems and many VoIP phone systems. It's sort of a mm-hmm. along those lines. All right. so, so most of the biggies. And then finally, you know, agency revolution. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I've, I've heard of it. Tell us a little bit about that. And, well, people I mean, should, and you more know, people who are listening should buy that now. <laughs> uh, okay. well, I've,
1: I don't get any commission on this. But,
0: no, neither do but, I. <laughs>
1: but You know, look, I'll get on a soapbox and say yeah. agency management systems. At the end of the day, all they do is automate your back office. Right. They do no, nothing to automate the production of business um, and cross-selling and things and, and things that really a CRM should do for you. And so uh, what agency revolution, I, I think an insurance agency first and foremost should be a sales organization. They were generally started by a salesperson, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. But these agency management systems, all they do is automate the back side, back office. Mm-hmm. What Agency Revolution does so well is it automates the the production side of things, yeah, and, the house. and selling. Okay. Um, and and it's one of the few products where your data isn't going to be siloed. That you too, know, hey, <laughs> right? Hey, look, if I. If if you're not an insurance agent there's lots of products out there to automate the sales functions crm etc however you're going to end up with silos of data whereas with agency revolution right. they've done the hard work
0: uh-huh yeah integrate. and you're going to you're going to end up with the silos of data and and um, ha- having to create <clears throat> weird integrations where they don't exist and <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy that nightmare. Um <laughs> been there done that. Uh all right. So um cool tools, anything else in your cool tools bag?
1: Well, I mean I, I I like this product called Yesware, which is a a read receipt without a read receipt. So what it basically does if you're using Gmail or Outlook, yeah, it puts a little pixel yeah that they can't see you know how this sort of right, thing works. Right. And like mail, it, mail
0: tracker. Uh, and it, that's essentially what it is, right? So you know if yeah. somebody reads.
1: Yeah, but it, right. but it not only tells you if somebody reads the email, it tells you where they were in the country when they read it or yeah. in the world. Right. Uh, it tells you what kind of device they were on. And so I had a situation where um, I was sending a proposal over to a potential client and I saw it get opened where I know I have a competitor.
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> so I know they
1: forwarded my my proposal to my oh, competitor. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> and so my insurance
1: agency use uh, products like this. Yeah. Uh, they know when they're in a small town that it gets opened up in a different small town. Hmm, he doesn't live in that small town, but my competitor does. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah got it, all right,
0: all right um, okay, uh Brad, um, we're going to do this again because you know every now and then I want to hear what what you're discovering in the cool tools department, but uh security um, it's such a critical issue and uh, I, th- I think it's it's easy to forget that uh, bad actors are at work twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, uh, they want to do harm they want to do damage. Um and that um if we if we don't take that seriously, um well, nobody to blame but ourselves if they find a hole.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I and I, I'm remiss for not mentioning one thing that's critical, which is multi-factor authentication. So okay. uh, your all right. password gets stolen. Let's assume that's going to happen. If you've got multi-factor authentication set up. You're going to get a message on your mobile device that says, Hey, are you going to allow this person that is this you? Right? Right. And we can get into the weeds of this. That SMS messages, which are those mm-hmm. text codes, yep. are hackable. Mm-hmm. Um, ah they are. There are there are products out there that allow a hacker to say, I am this phone number. And so I want to be able to text message from this phone number from my computer. And so the text messages will actually go to them as well. Oh
0: boy. Okay. We weren't supposed to bring this juicy stuff up at what I thought was (laughs) going to be the end of this conversation. Um, so, so let me see if I'm clear on this. You just said that text messages are hackable. There. And no, no doubt, then there's a sub industry that's now exploiting that. Yeah, um, so, e- so, yeah, explain it to us.
1: Yeah. So, well, we'll just stop with their hackable. And okay. we can get but it. What into does that detail. mean? Yeah. So, w- well, what, what, what are the consequences of that? Use, use an application. So, Microsoft has their authenticator, there's products called Authy, there's, uh, Google has an uh, uh, authenticator. So you're literally running an app on your iPhone or your Android phone, and that's generating codes. That today is not hackable. But those SMS messages, right, where they send the code to your phone via text message it, it is. Does that make sense?
0: Well, um, I I think, so bottom line, um, what agents should do, They should use the
1: Microsoft Authenticator, their Google Authenticator app. On their phone. On their phone. phone. Uh, Right. And and how do you get that?
0: What are they called? You
1: download it and you have your IT professional set it up for you.
0: Okay. And so. um,
1: Microsoft has an Authenticator app on the (laughs) the, the iPhone store, the Apple store, and the Android store, etc. You download that it will it will connect with your account and or accounts and then it will generate codes that aren't sent across sms
0: got it all right that
1: so aren't sent across like text messages yeah
0: all right so your so your last piece of advice is it to <laughs> is it to download an authenticator from the I, iPhone store or the uh, Google yeah. app store
1: yes okay. and and i would just say that Office 365 and Gmail both support Authenticator apps, right? You may find with your agency management system that it doesn't. It will only send you text messages. And that's as good as you can do right now, right? Mm-hmm. But, but Office 365 and, and, and Gmail are the most targeted uh, for, for phishing attacks to Got get no a doubt. hold of your credentials. Got it.
0: All right, Brad. Well, <laughs> so, yeah, once again, I uh, enjoyed enjoyed spending time with you. I always learn about all the bad things that can happen. So thank you for that. And um, I look forward to our next conversation. Thanks for spending yeah, time with us hey, today. Hey,
1: Michael, it's good having you back. I know you... you you had a fight on your hands. We uh, had a fight,
0: yeah, yeah. No, we had, uh, you know, that there there the, the was COVID, but then there was some long haul on COVID too. Yeah. But yeah, feeling great. Um, and got good. my second, got my second shot. <laughs> I, I guess I'll encourage people, you know, when you get your vaccinations, if you can, you know, like don't schedule anything for the next couple of days because you know it 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 can be, well, the, the, the reactions rough. are variable. I'll leave it at that. The reactions are variable. Brad, uh, good to see you. Good to hear you. Look forward to talking to you again. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Connected Insurance Podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share it with your peers and colleagues. Explore the Connected Insurance family of resources for insurance agents and brokers by visiting agencyrevolution.com and clicking media. Subscribe and get updates delivered right to your inbox. New episodes every Wednesday.